Episode 32. Oh, screaming in the background. Well, Tantrum is picking up steam again. If anybody hears that, you know what it's like to have a five-year-old. He's probably just mad that the show hasn't actually started yet. That's probably what he's... That's the real complaint, because he's probably listening live. He does listen to the one where I mentioned his birthday. That is like on the... Probably of all our downloads, I'm accounting for about two-thirds of those. That explains those exploding numbers and downloads for that one episode. Okay, so if we mention his birthday every episode, we've got a dedicated listener. Oh, yes, he'll become a patron in no time. Oh, man, this is looking good. If anyone's listening, if anyone's listening right now and is not a patron, uh, I will mention your birthday a couple of times even, probably, uh, if you want to join at oneprimeplus.com. Nailed it. I was driving around the other day thinking about that URL and just thinking, how good is that URL? Like, it's really cool. I'm so proud of it. I think it's probably the best thing we've done. Mm, Wow. High bar. Low bar. Low bar? Medium bar. We'll say the bar is somewhere in the middle. It's a bar. Yeah. (laughs) There is a bar somewhere. Maybe Andrew was driving to that bar. We're not sure, but... We're driving home from the bar. (laughs) <laughs> All that we know is that he was driving around. He was just driving around to think in his, sorry, is this the Camry yet or not? Oh, oh, do you want Toyota update? Toyota factory. I forgot what that term is called. Corner. Lean manufacturing. It, it's, it's finished being manufacturing. It's probably on a boat as we speak. Probably traveling from japan where i'm hoping they may i hope they make it in japan if i find out it's made in like some other asian locale not japan japan i'm gonna be highly disappointed but let's assume for the sake of my argument it's going from japan on the waters somewhere in the indian ocean perhaps coming to perth for arrival around the 20th of july so a week from now a few days for the dealership to get it ready and then i get it hmm Got to put that true coat on, put the floor mats in. Oh, yeah, floor mats, yeah. I got a good deal on those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every single piece of the car that was probably already in it that they took out to put back in <laughs> just so they could charge you $100 for it. I love that. It's such a, it's not a scam at all. Totally worth it. Ah, car dealers. Well, when you eventually receive it, once you've, you know, opened every door and looked for those little metal plaques or labels or whatever that they put on things with the serial numbers if you can actually find where yep. it was manufactured okay mm. i'd like to know that's my mission i would too it's probably like alabama here but we'll let you think that it's you know coming straight out of japan probably at least it's not, not. coming from south australia mm. sick burn for the australian Ouch. listeners there love our love our south australian listeners love you guys love, love I, you do. I went to an Nutella festival there it was brilliant see Martin's Martin's got you. They do festivals well. Hey, we we um Arcadia. What's going on with that? Oh, well, it's called Arcadia June, in case you didn't notice, which means it's in June and it's now July. Therefore, it is over. But good news, just to post it, we just posted all of the 
detailed uh, winner information yesterday. So if you haven't looked, check that out. I think it's posted everywhere at this point um, on your usual social areas. We should do a blog post. And, oh, that's a good mm. idea. That'll be, ch- put that in the notes. Yeah. Please, someone put that in the in the to-do list in our Kanban. How about we do a blog post about how we did a craft document? Ooh, look at that. It's all fitting together. But the uh, the winners are posted, announced. I'm not going to announce them there. You got to go look at all the all, at all the highly skilled put together data. But that being said, do look and see if you're a winner because you will be getting an email from me shortly asking for your address of where to send your newly acquired prize for winning Arcadia June. So I... Arcadia June was a joke to start. It actually turned out to be really cool. Uh, We got a lot of people joining in to play all the different games. We talked to the developer of the game, and it all just kind of snowballed into this, like, cool community thing. So thanks, everyone, for actually joining and playing. And I hope we can do something vaguely similar in in the future. I don't think it'll be, you know, insert name of new game, insert name of month, but... Something like that was, uh, it was fun to be able to have a bunch of people doing something that was the same, but it was very casual and it wasn't a lot of commitment. And I think that game lent itself to that where you could just jump in, play real quick, throw in a score into Discord and and leave and not be like, now I've got a new job. So, and of course, no one knew that there was going to be, you know, any kind of winners or prizes at the end. And that's just kind of how we do things around here. Not to mention, if listeners are joining in and maybe they missed some previous episodes, if you go back to episode 31, just before this one, you can hear a full-on interview with Irene, who co-developed or co-created the app with Rafaela. Really, really nice of her to join. And on top of that, as far as I'm aware, uh, it should be available for everyone because we've been enjoying it. You can now actually get the app for tvOS, so you can play it with your Siri remote or controllers. So check it out. Yep. It's about the only, probably the only game that works effectively with the Siri remote. Huh. There you go. Boom. Arcadia Juned. I have a new list that I keep of things that I come across in my day-to-day life. Maybe not personally, maybe just things I see that I feel might be very US-centric and not uh, translate into the Southern world. And I'm just curious about them. And in terms of how you all interact with these items. So the first one, pretty, pretty on the, um, let's see, how can I say this? It's, it's pretty common here, but depending on locale. So air conditioning in a home specifically, not in a car, not anywhere else, not in buildings in your home where I lived previously, pretty much everybody that was like a, pretty common thing that everybody just sort of had that and to the degree that in the summertime when everybody would fire those things up the power would go out <laughs> because everybody just sucked all the power out of the grid and that was the thing that happened quite often now where i live it's quite the opposite where almost no one has it by design because the location doesn't really require it except last week when we had this crazy heat wave where it was uh, like a hundred and I think it hit 115 degrees Fahrenheit 
I think that's about 45 degrees Celsius. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's like a few degrees off of being, I think, on the sun directly. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I was really glad that we actually still have air conditioning here. Um, fortunately, I feel terribly for anybody that did not because it was just, it was brutal. It was, it was so hot. It's not a thing that happens here. But uh, is that a thing in Australia where I think the perception is it's as hot as the sun all summer and most of the year probably? So you've got the hot, you've got the animals. Is air conditioning a thing in Perth and or the gong? I can I can speak to Perth. In Perth, it is very much a thing. Most houses, every new house that's built will have it installed. Most other houses have it retrofitted in some way, shape or form. There's really three approaches you can take to air conditioning. You can have the whole home central like like ducted air conditioning ducted refrigerated air conditioning which is most expensive to install and most expensive to run um that is well certainly very uncommon a little while ago i think it's becoming more common now um in the in the houses built in the periphery on the edge of the (laughs) edge of the uh hinterland where they there's not many trees and it's just houses and houses. And I think that's the kind of approach they go with. The other the other approach is you can do um, split system, reverse cycle in different rooms. Uh, I had that in my old house. Uh, we had one system in the lounge room area and then another smaller one in the bedroom. And you just turn them on as required. And they do a nice job of refrigerating the room. The final option is one that in Perth used to be very common. It's still common, but it's probably slightly less effective. And it's the one that we have in our home now because it's cheap to run, cheap to install, and that's ducted evaporative air conditioning. That's where you have a big thing on the roof, which is basically a fan that gets water sprayed down it. The wet, the fan sucks the hot air from outside. It passes over the wet pads gets ducted into your home and so you get cool moist air pushing through your home ironically with that air conditioning system you need to have doors and windows open at the same time you use it otherwise you end up with a pressurized home and you may blow your roof off (laughs) wow okay so i a how come i know nothing about this i had no idea that i was on a call with a air conditioning expert Slash salesman who just tried to sell me air conditioning, I think. I'm not sure. Now, I can hook you up with any of three of these systems. Which would you like? For a split system ducted, I recommend Fujitsu. Maybe Daikin. Wow. Oh, I was going to say Fujitsu. you you got to watch out Mark Taylor. That's, uh, he's been the brand ambassador for how long now? 20 years, C- Cricketer, by the way, Jason. Now, we have the th- so we have the ducted evaporative, which is very pleasant. But the problem is as Perth becomes more humid, with the changing environment, uh, they work less effectively. They work really well with dry heat, which is traditionally what Perth has. Like we would get days, consecutive days of over 40 degrees or 100 degrees in multiple days in a row. And usually in those sorts of days, the evaporative works really well. But when it's humid and muggy, it just is ineffective. I have a question. Sorry, Andrew, I just want to know because look, I live, 
on the same continent as you, same nation, right? And I don't really know anything about this evaporative A-bomb that you're describing that could blow off your roof. Uh, yes. When you say wet pad, that is a very bad image. Uh, I want to know, is Legionnaires an optional extra? Legionnaires used to, yeah, it was a big problem. You got to make sure you keep it clean and you want to get it serviced every now and then. What, the, what our system does is it actually dumps the water every now and then. So <laughs> it doesn't, it prevents On your carpet that or what? No, it's got a drainage system and, and it refills, it refills, pumps fresh water over the pads and away you go again. Then recycles it for a while and then dumps it. So are you getting up onto your roof? Are you getting up onto your roof and kind of like topping this up the way you do with an iron? You're going up there with like a little... It's all automated. It's got a system for all that. It did break one time. I had to get it fixed. But yeah, it's pretty... Okay. It, it looks after itself quite, quite well. Thank you for accepting my can of worms that I didn't realize I was presenting. And uh, apologies to anyone who did not want an in-depth masterclass on the wonders of air conditioning. Well, what do you have in your house? I'll do one short follow-up question, and then I'll answer your question. Uh, okay, air conditioning, does that extend into winter for heating? Is it heating and air conditioning generally, or are those generally two separate things? So if you've got one of the um, the first two options I mentioned, the, the, the whole, whole, house, whole house system or the split system, they can do heating, climate control heating, R1, being the POVO option is just it's just for the summertime. And just to clarify for our international listeners, POVO means uh, cheap. It's like poverty, the poor person's option. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He went with option three. Got it. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna re- reply to your your inquiry. Uh, we have the kind that makes hot air and cold air, and it throughout the is house, great ducted through That's the house. The kind we have, of course you do. Yes, and Amer- yes. if Americans gonna do it, they're gonna do it properly. And damn the cost, damn the expense, damn the environment. Yeah, no, we so when we moved in, we actually replaced the one that was here with the. I guess there's different tiers of efficiency on them, and it's like you can get the eighty percent or the ninety-two percent or whatever. Um, and we ended up getting a brand, all brand new one that was the, I think it was like the middle-ish one. I think it's like ninety-four percent or something. But um, yeah, so the one we had was garbage, and we put in a new one that's much, much more efficient. And we don't honestly use it that much, but Sure as hell, I'm happy we had it last week. Martin, it sounds like you need to talk us through the concept of um, inverter technology when it comes to air conditioners now. Sounds like maybe Jason's taking advantage of inverters. Inverters. Uh, Look, I mean, most of what I would talk about would be our specific split system. I don't know if that actually fits nicely with what you're talking about. If you've got, yeah, well, if you've got a half decent split system, it's probably an inverter one if it's built recently. It sounds like you know a lot more about inversion than I do. So before I talk about my split system, would you like to give us a rundown on the schematics of my system? <laughs> Your system, so you'll have an installed piece that that is like a a bar, like a, a large box kind of rectangle hanging from your mm. your wall somewhere. Outside, Correct, yeah. it'll look quite nice. It'll have a digital display. It'll have a remote control. It'll have a louver fan. <laughs> Outside Jesus. of your house, you'll have a large box. How did you know? Which is basically the heat exchanging unit. And that is giant fans that suck in, cool the air or heat it as required. 
and then transfer it to that unit inside your house. So they're all the noisy bits outside decoupled from the uh, the blowy bit inside. You have the okay there. Finally, he used terminology I understand. The blowy bit. I know that everyone knows sure. what blowy means. Do you have a whole? Do you have a whole like Devin think uh, thing of air conditioning schematics? You know, I'm actually surprising myself with how much I realize I know about air conditioners because I've done no research for this. This is all just off the top of my head. Just to be clear, which brand are you running? Uh, ours is a Breeze Air. A Breeze Air. A Brazier. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a Lu- Lux a- Lux Air. Is that right? I don't know. I don't. <clears throat> I have about one percent of the knowledge that that you have. Um, but thank you, Martin. What do you have? Well, to, to speak uh, to speak briefly about my split system, uh, you were completely correct in your description of the split system. The noisy bit is outside, and uh, and the blowy bits inside. Yeah, the blowy bit's inside. We love the blowy bit. The blowy bit is exactly what we wanted in the air conditioner. You don't want them the other way. You don't want the noisy bit inside and the blowy bit outside. That's no good. You got to move your TV outside then to get away from the noise. Yeah. It's terrible. Right. No, it's all bad. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I just want to have, I want, I have a bone to pick with air conditioners Mm. in general. Um, Oh, good. Look, I I love the air conditioner as it stands. I like that it fulfills its blowy purpose. It does the cooling job. It does the heating job. To answer your question, we use it mm. summer and winter time. We're very lucky that our actual place is well shielded by trees, so we can run it in a, in a moderate kind of fashion on one of those eco settings. The bone that I have to pick with air conditioners, though, is with the remotes. I don't know who's designing these remotes. I don't know whether it's all a prank and they're trolling us or what's going on, but it's like they've designed it to have a lot of buttons that mean sort of the same thing, and then the things you think will mean one thing actually mean the opposite. So do you have something on your remote controls or your wall panels or whatever you have, Andrew, on your uh, intricate analog pulley system that you're running with your wet pads? You know, like the swing and set functions where you can have them... Okay, it wouldn't be the case for you, Jason, because you have the ducted or whatever, but when you have the split system and the things on the wall, you have these little fan things, these little directional fins louvers. that tell the air where to go. Louvers, that's the one. Thank you. And you can have them swinging to disperse the cooly, the cooling blowy air around the room or have it go in a certain direction. Whenever I go to swing or set, I think I'm setting, but it keeps swinging. And I'm almost wondering, did they program it the wrong way around so you think you're going to make it swing, but the swing actually sets it and vice versa? I don't know what's going on and what powerful or eco means because they sound equally noisy. And sometimes it just seems like it's stopping and starting. I want to know who's designing this. Do you know what I want to get annoyed about? So often you go to a hotel or maybe not a hotel. Hotel's wrong. You go to a farm stay, you know, something that's a freestanding holiday home. Okay. This is, this is before your yacht trip or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you go to these places and, and they'll have one of these split system units in them and they are always, they've been driven to inch of their life. They're always programmed set at like 16 degrees. They always have half the louver bits have been snapped off and you run it at 16 degrees and it never gets anywhere near 16 degrees. And it's like they never get serviced ever, ever, ever. And I think who is destroying these air conditioners when people visit? People are just generally bad um, and don't take care of things. And the temperature that's displayed never really matches what comes out. It's like talking about cars for one Mm. second. 
when for some reason you go below 16 and then you just get LO for low. And I'm like, what the hell's low? Is low 12? Is low 8? How many degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit have we skipped to get to this thing that is called low and is noticeably more freezing than what came before? I don't know. I just, I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like it when people turn it right down. Set the temperature you want it to be at. Use the device and control it properly. Don't just say, I want 16 degrees. Because you don't. I do that. <sighs> I do. I set it to sub-zero, which is low. I, I just ask Siri to do it, and then it does it. Is yours integrated with HomeKit? Of course it is. So it only works half the time. I have an app to talk about real quick. It's brand new. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. Uh, it's called Instapaper. Have you heard of that? It's like pretty new. Um, I think it was made in like 2006. So right on the you know new hot apps category probably hasn't been covered by close to anyone i I imagine uh it's very esoteric it like gets articles and you can read them later kind of thing i think this is a new trend in the internet read it later um because there's just so much content you're on the cutting edge jason i've always admired that about you yeah bleeding edge tech is is what they call me it's about time because I'm sick of reading now, to be honest. Ugh. Half joking, half not. I literally just started using Instapaper. I guess I've had an account since the beginning, um, but I kind of got, I was using this other one, Good Links. I don't understand it at all. It doesn't seem to do anything for me. S- sorry for anyone that loves Good Links. I just don't understand what purpose it serves. It just seems like it's making bookmarks. Like I have that already. It's delicious. For the modern world. So this all happened because Martin gave gave us homework to read this article. On the member show, which you should uh, check out One Prime Plus. Continue, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, how am I going to read this article? I can't just read it in the browser like an animal. That's crazy. Like, who would, do, who would just read it right there? So I spent, I think the article is, it's very short. It maybe is like a 10-minute read, something like that. So instead of just reading it for 10 minutes, I spent probably like two and a half hours figuring out where I could put this article so I could read it, you know, somewhere else. Because you just don't, you know, I want to read it there. Two hours later, and it does this weird thing, which I think is a catalyst thing where I don't know if this happens to you with Discord ever, but when you hover over the top of the, the window to go to the little three stoplights and you click the red one to close the damn window. Yes. And it does nothing. I hate that. It's like... Everything in the menu bar is like there, but not clickable until you click back on the the like other part of the window and then come back to the the navigation uh, pane. Then those become usable. And I thought it was just a weird Discord thing, but I'm starting to realize that I think it's something to do with, and I could have the terminology wrong, but I believe it's something to do with this catalysty stuff because every app that is very clearly a catalyst app, and usually you can tell by when you go to system preferences and it's like this kind of weird, I think it's a modal window that comes up in the middle of the app that doesn't look like a normal macOS um, preferences window. That's usually a tell that it's, I think catalyst is the correct term there. So, and I think good links is a, is a victim of that too, because it does the same thing where you go to click the red, uh, go away button and it doesn't work until you do the other one and then come back. And then the other symptom of that is when you do click that the whole app 
closes and completely goes away. Sorry, Jason, you've just triggered you've triggered me onto like three different things that drive me crazy on that. Yeah, I know the red the red thing where you click it and it doesn't do anything. Apple's own Apple's own inconsistency about whether whether it closes an app or closes the window. They can't decide. So half their things do one thing, the other half do the other. Yeah, the red thing drives me nuts. But anyways, Good Links did that, and I just I couldn't handle it anymore. So I went down the hole of you know where am I going to put these things that I'm trying to actually look at later? And I was like, what about this? What about Instapaper? That's changed hands like a hundred times. I feel like in the last five years, uh, it's, I quite, it was quite nice. I put this article in there that I had mentioned previously at the beginning of my 15 hour story. And I started reading it and I was doing some highlights slash notes. I like the fact that you can do highlights but you can do a highlight with a note also. I think that's very important because I find them to be two very different things. Uh, and I also don't just want a bunch of highlights with empty notes. That's not helpful. So Instapaper, not sure if anyone has ever heard of it. Uh, brand new. You've heard it here first. Uh, exclusive review of Instapaper. It looked like it was changing hands a lot. And in the App Store, I think the owner is Instant Paper. I believe, which is kind of confusing that you would, I'm assuming they named the company after they acquired Instapaper and called it Instant Paper. Maybe, I don't know the full background, but that seems really weird to me that you would have the two distinctions there. Anyway, um, I paid them $2.99. I like ones that can read the articles in uh, audio form, like via whatever Siri voice or, or whatever it is. I always like that about Pocket because it's, sometimes it's nice to just throw a couple articles in the thing and just have it read to you if you're in the car or just something I personally like. I think a lot of people probably hate that. I wholly endorse your review because I actually have a subscription to Instapaper. I paid for it on an annual basis. And you still use it? I love it. Still use it. It's Yeah, I, like Jason, I, I bought it and I connected it to uh, Readwise, which is oh, the yeah. uh, service that sort of brings up your highlights. So, so when you highlight in Instapaper, it then resurfaces those for you to, to see later. So you kind of, you can recall what you've read in the past. So it's a way of rather than just being like a, a, you know, a dumpster that you just throw, read and then throw things into the archive, never to be seen again. Readwise connects into it and then surfaces those highlights. So it's good for study, I guess, but it's just good for bringing up stuff you've read in the past. That's one of the things I like about Instapaper is that there is an, a specific notes category. So you can just read through it, highlight stuff, chuck it in archive when you're done with the article. But then in notes, you still have all your stuff that was highlighted. So you don't have to keep... If there's something you're trying to remember from that specific article, you don't have to keep it around until you're done with it and then go back and figure out where the thing was you were looking for. It's just all in a nice notes section. So... And then I have, you can make little folders for different ones. I mean, I, again, nothing revolutionary here. I'm obviously not blowing anyone's mind with this, but if you're looking for that kind of thing, I mean, I, here's my contribution. Uh, I have Instapaper. I always forget to use it. And I like reading things in the browser, particularly with Safari Reader. Mm, okay. Do you use reading list or do you just always read everything the second you find it and never go back and find it later? Reading list is also a bucket of forgotten things that I will get back to in the future. So it's a mess in there and it's a mess in Instapaper. And yeah, I read things when I get to them and then I leave a tab open and then I think maybe I'll go back to that. And then 
it starts to annoy me because I said that tab open in my browser and it's there for too long. And I think, do I read it now? No, I don't have time to read it now. But will I read it later? No. Add to reading list, forget, never revisit. I Another thing that I actually do find useful is the quick, hey, this article takes, you know, X minutes to read. Because often I will say, oh, I'm going to go check out something that I want to read from the past. And it'll be, I'll, I'll of course pick the article that's like the 50 million word think piece on, you know, why the red button on the window should close instead of minimize or whatever. Just with Instapaper as well, it's, I, I always get sad when I, it has like a really passive um, follow friends kind of feature to it. So if there's other people that are on Instapaper and they heart a article, could show up in your friend's feed. It's very, very lightweight and it's not in your face at all. But I always get disheartened because I, occasionally I look in there and try and find new friends that are using Instapaper and there's never any. Oh, you're going to have a load now. Check out my Instapaper, instapaper.com slash P slash look in the show notes. Brought to you by Instant Paper. Not to be confused with Instant Gram. Oh, who uses that? Nah. This is way more popular. <laughs> Can we review Eric's desk? Yes, we should review Eric's desk. I'm excited to review Eric's desk. And just to remind listeners of the past, we used to have, uh, we had a couple of HV minis in the past where we reviewed people's desk. And then we did a special edition on our blog uh, for Chris, listener Chris. So this is pretty much the first time we've done it as an embedded segment, I think. Yeah. But they're they're fun to do. I encourage, if you haven't listened to the uh, desk reviews, that's high quality content. I mean, who doesn't love a desk? You know, you, you, you talk about home screens and stuff a lot, mm. but, but like a desk, it's, it's a real life home screen. It's a screen in your home. It can be. Maybe it's not. Maybe you have no screens on your desk. That's what we're here to find well, out. Well, Eric's got screens. Oh boy. He's got screens. You know what else he, he has? So I got I got a T straight off. This has been bugging me for a while. I'm not going to get straight into it. He has screens. He also has keyboards. <laughs> yes, he does. And it seems like he has a he has a keyboard on his keyboard. And this has got me baffled. Can I just remind? Sorry to butt in. Can I just remind our listeners that you can see this in the show notes, the image that we're talking about, and it may also be the chapter artwork. So follow along. You can see what we're talking about. Anyway, back to keyboards. If you look carefully at his desk, he has a laptop perched on a couple of reams of what I would like to think would be A4 paper, but it probably isn't. It's probably, what do you animals in America use? Like 11 inch. It's probably eight and a half by 11. Yeah, you can't, you, you, if you fold an A4 piece of paper, you get an A5 piece of paper. If you fold an A3 paper in half, you get an A4 paper. It makes, it's, it's, it's almost like the metric system for paper. You can do the same thing with Audis, I hear. Anyway, anyway, that's beside the point. On top of those, reams of paper he has a computer a laptop but on top of the laptop there's a keyboard now what why why do why do you need why does the keyboard need a keyboard i assumed at first that the keyboard on top was for a surface device which i initially thought was sitting right there then decided no that's that's pretty much an ipad i believe hmm I think maybe that's a surface. I think that actually might be a surface. I think that's a Microsoft surface. Uh, it's got a black pencil, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a surface. That's the surface 
keyboard. Yeah, I think that's a Surface, and then he's using it as a tablet because it's so versatile right. compared to an iPad. Yes. Right? Um, and you just rip the keyboard off, and it's, you know, now it's a it's an internet tablet. And that's why that keyboard has, like, an Intel Inside sticker or something on it. Correct. Incidentally, I bought, it, I bought something, an OEM thing. A while ago, I can't remember what it was. I think it was, maybe it was this mouse. I don't know. I can't remember. But it actually came with one of those stickers as if you would actually put that sticker on your PC. Oh, oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. really? I'm going to do that? As in you could peel it off and, ad- and adhere it to something. Yeah. If you buy an Intel processor, they give you a sticker. Yeah, they totally give you that. Speaking of stickers, I want to focus for a second on the fantastic range of stickers that Eric has chosen to put under his floating Samsung display. Uh, I'm noticing two Hemispheric Views stickers. We've also got your Coffee Pot Games. We've got Micro.blog. We've got um, a few different options here and what appears to be some like nice homemade. Is that like a coaster or something, the, the, the pink thing with the sketch? I'm, I can't quite make it out zooming in, but we've got some nice sentimental things happening here. I just want to say, not only am I impressed and flattered that he's included our stuff, but a bit of an overall comment for this room. I like the fact that he's actually got the display levitating. I could never be bothered personally to do that, but it's a very busy area. He's got a lot of stuff. You would think that it's cluttered, but just by elevating the display, it's given the place room to breathe. Visa mount. Visa. Yeah, that's it. Visa mount. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's quite cool that he's managed to fit in more stuff and yet still have it not clutter up his actual desk. I'm pretty impressed by that. He needs one of your custom uh, monitor overlabels. Yes, which we discovered is actually something that other people do. I thought I was so innovative putting a Dymo label over a Samsung logo and then all these people come out of the woodwork saying, ah, yes, yes, I've been doing this for years. Very impressed, very impressed. I've had that since I was a kid, that Dymo label. And just as a brief aside, I... Apparently, I recall asking for it because I remember Bart Simpson had one. I think I saw it when I was like six or seven. I was like, I need this, mum. And she went, yeah, I'll go and get it for you. So, yeah, Eric, maybe you should cover your Samsung logo with uh, a vintage Dymo label as well. Eric is the familiest family man, isn't he? Big time. Oof. Big it's, time. It's impressive. I really love it. It's, it's adorable. It seems like he has a million members of his family. I really appreciate that. This cute dog. He's got a photo. He's got a photo in a photo, or is a photo of them holding a photo, which is kind of like. Oh, I think you're right. Maybe they're holding it because I thought, why is he covering up one with the other? Like, was that not satisfactory? I think it's like a like a then and now photo. Oh, they are holding it. Oh yeah, because it's like 2002, and then 2006 on their wedding oh, day. Oh, that makes more sense. I wonder if that's that when they first sense. met. And then they got married. But if they first met in 2002 with that photo, they're very, that's a pretty intense first date. I was going to say, in that, in that very comfy chair, yeah. Huh. I love it. Okay, that makes more sense now. But yes, they're totally holding it. I see the hands on the edge. Another observation. I'm, I'm impressed that in pandemic times, he has uh, pure old hand sanitizer at the ready on the left-hand side um, with what appears to be... I would assume a hot beverage. I don't know what that is. I don't know where he's going with the thermos in his own house, but um, he's ready. I like to think it's soup. I like the idea of it being cold and him having a thermos of soup to do some work with during the day. Mm. 
Yeah, because you don't want an open bowl, do you? Near, near multiple keyboards. No, no. But I like him to... I imagine him like Roald Dahl. I remember reading it or seeing a video once of Roald Dahl, the author, and he would go to his little shed and put a little blanket over him while he wrote his novels. And, you know, Roald Dahl would have had some soup in a thermos. And I like the idea of Eric doing the same thing. That's what he's doing in my head now. I was just going to say that the fact that he has every single pair of uh, wireless earbuds that have ever been made all at once on his desk. And at first I questioned it, but then I realized the fact that he's the runner guy that runs like 9,000 miles a day. Yeah. So he probably has them all because he has to like swap them out several times while he's running for like six hours straight. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't so he probably run. You know, he starts with the beats and then runs for a while, then like swaps them out with the middle ones and then finishes with the AirPods. You know, hopefully by that time he's actually done with his six hour run. But I have to imagine that's why he has all of them. I can't think of any other reason why you'd have three sets of I'm assuming it's three sets. I don't know what the middle ones are, but the other two are pretty clear. Just to the left of that, I was very interested in this little wooden block, Mm. right? That you can see next to the uh, gentleman climbing rock stairs carrying a log or something. I'm not sure. At first, I thought it was like some communist missile thing, but I think it's a laborer. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a log. I was thinking, is that some sort of uh, communist carrying a warhead? Oh, no, wait, it's just a guy carrying a log. Anyway, between the uh, log man... And the AirPods, that wooden block. Do we think that's some sort of dock or cradle? You know, where you can see that little divity mound bit? Or is that actually just part of the wood grain? What do we think we're looking at here? I initially thought it was going to be some kind of a wooden coasters inside of a little holder. Quickly dismissed that. That is not what that is. Then I noticed if you look on the right-hand side, there appears to be an angled uh, channel in it. Yeah. Yeah. To which I believe is to hold the Surface Pro Pad device thing at an angle for doing the real kinds of work that you do with a Surface. Spreadsheeting. Right. So what you're saying is that Eric is using this wooden block with the diagonally chiseled channel to mount his surface of choice so that he can use the black pen that we don't know the name of to do spreadsheets slightly above the actual surface of his desk correct right i think that's plausible yeah i think that's got to be it what the little thing is in the front i'm not fully sure because you like you wouldn't put your finger to like pry it i don't know what that's about you know those things where like you'd put like your phone in a cup kind of thing and like it would make it louder Mm. maybe it's that i'm not sure but I, i think it's a surface holder is it a business card holder uh I mean, maybe, but at home? Mm. True. Well, he has a thermos for home, so why not? I mean, I get maybe like if if his wife or kids come over to the desk and they forget who he is, he can hand him a business card, I guess. You could do that. Yeah. Have you noticed as well, Martin, one for you. I'm surprised you haven't picked up on this already. The uh, second book second book in from the, uh, the log man, 60 meters to anywhere. I was going to bring that up. Mm. Yes, metric. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, know, I think I know what you're going to say. The, f- the fact that it's not spelt correctly? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 60 meters. Yeah. So close. Like they, they got the metric system and then spelt it wrong. So nice try. 
and this is what I find this is what I find very interesting. And look, I don't want to offend the entire United States here because I know that you've got your whole Webster thing and you wanted to spell it differently and make it make more sense. But color without a U is still color, so you didn't really go far enough. You know, doesn't really represent the sound. But anyway, back to meters. You're not using metric, right? Which is fine. Use imperial, do your thing. But then when you decide to refer to it, you spell it the way that you would spell the end of thermometer. So I'm actually reading 60 meters to anywhere. So does that mean that we're measuring the distance with thermometers? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just, and then does that mean if you make a millimeter, does that make it a millimeter? If it's spelt with an ER? How are we supposed to pronounce this? Jason, discuss. I, I, it's perfectly fine the way it is. You say installment with one L. You say color with a U, color. So I, I think it's just something we're going to have to agree that one way is correct and the other way is optional. Well, look, I mean, we are relenting slowly. I mean, gradually, and I don't know what Andrew has to say about this, but focusing or focused, more and more we're spelling it with one S rather than the traditional double when using a past participle or a gerund. Uh, you've got the... What else do we have? Program. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Brits did switch to the French spelling when it was, you know, fashionable in the 18th century with the double M-E. And now we're going more back towards the M, which is the American way. Anyway, spell meters however you wish. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you should adopt it. You're, you're doing fine, Eric. Don't listen to them. You know what? That's, that, that's an iPad. That's got to be an iPad at the, on his desk. That's not an iPad. Look at it. Zoom in. There's a, that's a... That's an iPad Pro. With it, the, it, the, the with corner the looks glossy though, which and the speaker cut out. No, the iPad, the iPads have a matte finish, and I'm seeing a glossy reflection on the bottom right there. There are way too many antenna bands on the mm. bottom of that to be an iPad. It, it, you know why it looks like an iPad? Because they ripped it off. Because they would hope people would buy it because it looked like an iPad. Don't you both have the newest iPad Pro models that you can compare? Yeah. That is not it. There is one antenna line, not three. Does it have microphone grill cutouts? And it has it has speakers? like a bunch of speaker holes, not six. Okay. So it is made to give the illusion of being an iPad, but it is not. Therefore, it is a surface up there keyboard. Yeah. He's at work. He's doing work stuff. Everything's got to be Windows. It's all got to be Windowsy work stuff. He's not allowed to have fun at work. Can't be doing that. There's no fun here. Isn't this at home? Or are you saying he's working at home? Now I'm confused. He's working at home. Yeah. I mean, when he's at this desk, he's at work. This is the work desk. Because in my mind, I was just imagining he's just packed up everything. He's got the thermos. He's got his photo frames. He's going to work every day with this and laying it all out and then having to pack it up and take it home again. He could be doing that, but I think he's probably at home. And that shows how long it takes because it's 1040 and he's only just logged in. Well, he's been running. He, he started running at 4 a.m. He had to run to work with all of this stuff on his back. Like, that's not easy. It's a long way, long way to go. And what's that blue thing in the, in the corner on the right? Hockey puck? Is it? That seems pretty deep or tall. Stress ball? It's kind of thick for that. Yeah. Some kind of exercise thing to work out n- knots in your calf after you ran a long way. Unless it's like Vincent's ejector button, it actually presses in and you reveal something behind the wall. 
Maybe there's something behind this. Yeah, I think it's a secret wall. Yeah, that wood paneling is false wood. Yeah, there's it's like an escape hatch. Panic room. And that appears to be some sort of air conditioner? Oh, let me have a closer look at that thing. That's uh, that's Andrew's area of expertise. <laughs> I'm thinking that's a space heater. No, they're, they're very inefficient. That's an inefficient space heater. Eric, don't run that too much. They're not that great, and they don't they use a lot of electricity. So that was that was Eric's desk. <laughs> Eric, thank you for sharing that. That's that's one of the benefits of being a uh, one Prime Plus member is you can have your desk reviewed. Send us a desk. We'll talk about it. Fantastic. Yeah, like everybody talks about spam these days, but who's actually eaten spam in a, in a, in a can? Spam, spam in a can. I have, years ago. Oh, like the food. Oh. Never, only in um, Hawaii. That's the only place I can think where it would be readily available to be eaten. Otherwise, no. I don't think I've ever eaten it in my home state. Is it naturally occurring in Hawaii or something? What's the deal? Uh, I don't know the full story, but somehow it is relevant to the food in Hawaii. I think maybe it's somehow related to native people of Hawaii would incorporate it into dishes, I think. Don't quote me on that. I don't know the full history on it, but somehow uh, I believe spam is, is part of culturally i think it's 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 important to food somehow i believe I, again don't quote me on that but it's a thing but not in the continental us i would say that's i'm sure there's parts of the us where where that's a that's a thing obviously they sell it but personally no i've not eaten it really at all wow andrew any thoughts on spam i haven't had it for years i used to eat it quite a lot as a child my mother would feed it to me fry it and then feed it to me and like slice it and fry it. But um, Spam's got nothing on corned beef. Corned beef's quite yummy for an occasional British taste. I could do a cor- corned beef sandwich. But no Spam, not in a long time. That little key that you had to use to open it was always a pain, especially if it snapped. Is there a lot of Spam in the gong? Uh, yeah, you can go to Coles or Woolies and see it on all the shelves and I just keep walking. I'm not offended by it. Oh, that was amazing.